0: The Battle of the Labyrinth, Chapter 17. The Lost God Speaks. We ran until we were exhausted. Rachel steered us away from traps, but we had no destination in mind, only away from that dark mountain and the war. I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series.
1: And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids.
0: I could not remember the book title.
1: <laughs> you couldn't remember the book title.
0: I don't know why.
1: I I do we're feel so that.
0: late into this book.
1: <laughs> we're late into this book, but I feel like it's gone so fast.
0: I yeah. also feel like I haven't gotten anything. Like brain still only mm. elevator music.
1: I love that. Do, 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 do. Welcome back to Returning Empath Flood.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: This week, we will be discussing the Battle of the Labyrinth. If you can remember that chapter title, or, oh, book. <laughs> Maybe it's oh, gonna- Oh, book. I, this is not setting a, a great standard for the whole episode going forward. Um, anyways, Lost God Speaks, Grover Causes a Stampede, Themis Power.
2: <laughs>
1: it's These are some intense chapters. We have
0: really intense. a couple they major really deaths. Are. Yeah. Maybe,
1: yeah, big deaths, maybe not enough deaths. We'll talk about that. I have a hot take this week, but we'll I'm get interested. there. I think someone should have died this week and we'll we'll talk about it I'm later.
2: Okay. okay. All right.
1: Uh I think it's my turn to do the summary. So does someone want to torture me and, and do the time I got
2: on? my phone.
1: I'll do oh, it. was so ready
2: like I will <laughs> well it was just pre- like pre- like preferably right next to me but um yeah I'm also very excited I do have okay. to say
1: the way our guests fell works out well that like we didn't none of us had to do it for a while and then like we we're each gonna have to do one more for this book
0: yeah oh no <laughs>
1: yeah you, do have, you have the final two chapters
0: that's okay could be worse
1: oh yeah it could be these chapters so much oh. happens.
0: <laughs> all right you ready Set, go.
1: All right, first things first, we find Grover and his hat and Tyson. Uh, Tyson is cuddling Grover and it's very cute. Then Pan and a dodo bird. And the dodo bird's kind of mean, but kind of cool. Pan dies because environmentalism and then Grover is magical. Uh, They leave, uh, they get Rachel. uh, There's a huge fight um, and Daedalus dies and uh, Campy is there and Chiron almost dies. And uh everyone almost dies but doesn't.
2: That was nice. That was like exactly 30 seconds. <laughs>
1: really? I, I really yeah. started panicking.
2: I really like um get rid of Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I know they just pose of Rachel on their way back. Yeah, they... <laughs> they kind
1: of do though.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: like she would have died if they brought her along to that little battle.
0: Yes. Oh, she would have yes. won a million percent died and it wouldn't have been like heroic either.
1: <laughs> no, she would have just been like stepped on.
0: Would have yeah. been an embarrassing death. It's true. <laughs> it would have been.
1: Squeeze. Squeeze.
0: I am um, from that summary I, I got. I think
1: well, I, let's get through the music first.
0: <laughs> it was a pretty
2: good summary. I can't lie. Like I can't think of anything else to like seriously add. I think you hit the major points.
0: I agree. You hit I think- some minor points. <laughs> uh, no, I love
1: Didi the Dodo.
0: I also love the dodo. I said that weird. Is that like Moira yeah. Rose?
1: I also love the dodo. The dodo. The dodo. <laughs> uh, watch Shits Creek. That's our plug for this week.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know we've said it so many times over, but I will never stop. Catherine O'Hare is a genius.
1: I don't think we've said it enough. I think we have to hammer that one home.
0: That's true. I
1: understand. <laughs> uh I agree. But yeah, I think the only other thing that I forgot that I can think of is that I guess, well, Briar is coming back is like kind of like fun little moment. Um,
0: oh, yeah.
1: No one believes that is dead and R- Rachel is rich, which we already knew.
0: Rachel is rich. Rachel yes. is rich.
1: It was such like a detective Percy moment. It was like, it's so obvious.
2: <laughs> it really was. I'll get more into that and like what I forgot, but like that, that moment made me laugh so hard. Um, but I'll say my music choices. So Dang. for chapter seventeen, I picked the song "Lifetimes" by Oh Wonder. It is very sad. I think, um, I've heard and it. vaguely mentions environmentalism, uh, like really quickly in their verses. But the chorus is like just like it has lines like "I'll walk the world for you" and like um, it's basically about like spending lifetimes for someone. Um, And you know I think that Grover And his entire like family and community Have spent lifetimes for this person Um, But uh, It also talks It's like talking about a larger theme of like Saving the earth and things So I think it was a good fit for what You know like a lot happened in chapter 17 But I think the biggest thing was obviously Pan dying So I went off of that Um, And then for chapter 18 I have Brick by Boring Brick By Paramore I have pretty much no justification (laughs) I have I, you, no idea why. I just feel like I should pick it.
1: It works. It's those, those fight scenes. Yeah, you just gotta go fun. Something great.
2: Yeah, Something. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, I did have one justification. um Pretty much just talking about burying. Like the whole chorus is like, "And we'll bury the castle," and you know. It's not a castle, uh, but like, uh, like list like, do be yes. burying something at the end Dentalist of the
1: chapter. do be <laughs> burying things, though. <laughs> that's the big thing I forgot. Bye, bye, labyrinth.
2: Yeah. Really? That was an yeah. interesting transition into this section because I remember.
1: Oh, not not. It's I meant forgot in my something.
2: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: But also, transition, what did we forget? I did also forget that it happens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot how awkward the moment is with, Percy's just like, wait, you're rich? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why? I know, I know it's a kid's book, but it was just phrased so funny. It's really just, wait, you're rich? And rich is in italics.
1: (laughs) It's just like, It's weirdly in, like, the same way that's, like, wait, you're gay? Yeah. (laughs) It's just so, like, it's not really an identity. It's not, like, it's, like, wait, you're a Taurus? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) so true.
1: Yeah, it was, also, I don't know if anyone else felt this. And it's weird now in the world we live in, but do we think she's meant to be, like, her her dad is meant to be like a Trump allegory. Did anyone else feel that?
0: I can see that. Like, I can see where you're coming from with that. I just,
1: I guess, I just don't know any high pro other high profile land developers that if you whisper their name to someone, they will do whatever you want.
2: Yeah. But I'm sure there Especially are. They exist, we just like don't interact with people who would know that. <laughs>
1: We do not run in the circles of Yeah. Yeah. I was just I that's just what it sparked for me and I was like, hmm, that's weird to think about.
2: I now. get that connection though. I do too.
1: Fine. I'll talk about it now. I so I forgot that I forgot how good the battle is for one. It's so good.
0: It's a really good battle. It is very good.
1: I forgot. That Chiron gets grievously injured, and then like Gover does the scream to uh, save him. I, which was wild. I had forgotten about that.
2: I know what's coming. I, I know. I the think I've known you know what here. was coming since the summary.
1: I think Chiron does very well in these chapters. I actually do. I have to I agree. Think, I think he's great. I think. I would have I would have had a lot more emotional weight if they pulled a Harry Potter and they killed Chiron in this chapter. And I think I think Grover screaming, seeing Chiron dying instead of to save Chiron would have been way more impactful. And I think it would have set up the next book nicely to have a big death hanging over it because Daedalus and Pan are big deaths thematic like thematically and plot wise but they're not emotionally and I think it just would have added a lot of texture to the story to have Chiron's death hang over the next book especially for Annabeth
0: yeah or um (laughs) (laughs) I see I see where you're coming from actually and you weirdly convinced me like five percent on my 5 5%. Five <laughs> Wait, that was such a funny progression to watch Braden right? be like, I
2: convinced her, 5%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get that, I do. I, I really think that the emotional weight would have been signif- more significant. I think that Chiron would have ended on a high note, you know, which in my opinion, he deserves, <laughs> but it's also just good in terms of character writing. Um, And I think it would have been really, it would have made the book overall stronger, if he had done that, but for the sake of the continuity of the series, like, I just, Chiron has been there through four of the books and for him to just kind of disappear for the fifth, it doesn't necessarily feel like they're, they all belong to the same collection, I think, because he is a very, like, in my eyes, like, he's a very solid through line, Um he kind of just like the camp itself, he, I think he keeps a lot of the story not like grounded, but like he makes me remember where like a lot of it came from, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been with Percy this whole time, and I also think that he is the type of character that like should see Percy to the end of the shit he goes through in The Last Olympian you know yeah i agree was with, you. with him at the beginning but i do 1 million percent see your point i think it would have been a strong choice as well i just yeah yeah i also was
2: like thinking as soon as i realized you were going to say that it would have been a very good emotional moment but i don't know if it had happened if i would have believed everything they pulled off in the last Olympian, because as much as we've talked shit about. you right. Wait, you're so like, right. He's right. one of the only sane adult presences in their lives. And I I can't remember exactly how big of a role he plays in last Olympian, but I remember it's a role and like, they don't have anything else. Well, he goes to together. Get,
1: he goes to get the centaurs, right? That's like his biggest yeah. thing. They, uh-huh. they pull off a lot of like the battle strategy on their own. I th- which is, I think, a big help of, like, the Hunters. Yes. More than the camp. I'm not going to give the camp that much credit. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: yes. <laughs> I just, like, uh, without, yeah. like, a... Because I know that we, we mentioned Harry Potter, and now I understand what that reference means, because I've oh, been, been watching the movies.
1: He's been watching... You still have the last two, right, to watch?
2: Um, I watched part one. I haven't watched definitely. <gasps> w- okay. But, Lots of you terms. know, like, like, Dumbledore dies, but they have the entire Order of the Phoenix, like, to rely on as sane adult presences. And, like, if Chiron died, they'd have straight up no one. Like, because, like, the gods aren't going to help. Because <laughs> they might... Well, like, it mentions vaguely in Chapter 18 that they, like, can't intervene in war. Um, but even if they could, they probably wouldn't. So, yeah. I feel like they just need one sane adult presence okay. to get through The Last Olympian.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe my amendment, then, is... I don't think Chiron should make it to the heroes of Olympus series. Cause he doesn't do <laughs> I can
0: agree with that. It's that. fair.
1: I actually think it would be really impactful to have Kronos kill Chiron in the next book. I because we, do, we agree. don't get anything with that. We don't get, they, they build up there like, Oh, he's Kronos' son. That's the reason he, they throw him out in uh sea of monsters but we don't really get like catharsis with that plot line. Mm-hmm. So I, okay.
0: I, yeah. I, I think it would have been good also as a parallel for like Luke's sake because um, obviously the Luke and Kronos parallels are Blair, like, you know, aggressive as they should be. Um, but I think if that had happened in the last Olympian, um, it really would have shown like, the emotional changes Luke has gone through and the emotional parallels between them um because it's like he kind of spiritually kills Annabeth you know like multiple times over and to have Kronos kill Chiron it just shows how genuinely cold and like uh, manipulative and you know just awful that relation like those sets of relationships have become that were once like kind of codependent yeah
1: yeah, and I do think it, not that Luke's turn doesn't make sense, but it would have laid more groundwork for it, like, if he killed Chiron, like, halfway through. And then that's when we start to see the cracks showing. Yeah. And then the whole scene with Annabeth, what actually happens, would be, like, the the catalyst moment for something that the groundwork had already been laid for.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: So no, I'm not. I I do have to be clear. I'm not pro. Just like kill Chiron. I just think. <laughs> I just think it plot what I think it would be was was a missed opportunity as a as yeah. a plot device.
0: I understand where you're coming from. Yes, I do.
1: I'm always. I come from a place to kill more characters. <laughs> just in general.
0: Okay. It's always <laughs> interesting when it happens. Right. I just don't. <laughs> I know why Rick kills who he kills, but I don't trust that man. Not after the Titan's Curse. I don't trust him.
1: You're right. You're right. I forget how many people die in the Titan's Curse. Like, I know we already read it. Those deaths really do hang very big over this book. But then the deaths in this book don't hang as big over the rest of the series. So I just feel like this book is missing an emotional death.
2: I agree with that completely. I mean, there's Pan. I guess
1: guess Pan is.
2: But that's for, like, it's pretty much just emotional for Grover. Yeah. And then we don't really
1: see Grover that much after Mm -hmm. this point in any of the books ever again.
0: (laughs) That's honestly, though, why I think it's cool that Grover had such a reaction to Chiron getting injured is because, like, the whole Pan thing and, like, I need someone, like, I can sort of, hang on to, like, look up to. I need some figure. Yeah. That's, like, almost a little mystic, you know? And, like, he and lit- I. Like, I li- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, he would literally do anything and, like, we saw that. Like, we saw, like, the rawness come out. Oh, my God. It was really cool. I forgot that happened. Like, I forgot that's how the battle ended. With Me too. Grover
2: <laughs> yelling. <laughs> I forgot that was, like, what, how it went down.
1: I, for some reason, thought just, like, Briaris just being there was like oh it's over you know (laughs) that was enough it was much better written than that so I thank that (laughs) still a little deus ex machina doesn't quite make sense but it works
0: it's so funny because when we talk about Grover screaming like I can (laughs) it's just funny but also I can like see how it would be filmed Like, I don't know why, like, I think about it, and I think, like, it would kind of be filmed as, like, for, like, okay, how do I say this in words? Because this is not a visual medium. Um, So, like, Grover is standing, and the camera, like, meets his eyes, maybe, and then as he starts screaming, he's standing over Kyron, and Kyron's on the ground. As he starts screaming, the camera pans up and up and up, and then it gets... (laughs) Over Grover, ooh, rhyme. I'm a poet, and gets over Grover as Grover raises his head and screams at the sky. (laughs) I think you're a director. Hire me.
1: (laughs) Neither of you have watched Birds of Prey, right?
0: No, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: there's a great scene in it where because um oh Black Canary, her power is like screaming. but they only use it once in the movie and like not till the end. It's, and it's a very similar scene. Like they have a bunch of mercenaries, like coming at them um, and then they're they're out of bullets and stuff and then she just like lets her power go and like screams and then passes out and kills them all.
0: That's cool. Period.
1: So that's how I picked, that's basically what you're describing is why, why I brought it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what else did we forget? I feel like these chapters are pretty the all the the animals I forgot about them me too The extinct animals just like lounging yeah, around Dee, Dee the dodo who sings it's a small world and <laughs> I forget about her I had a lot of fun with her and then she me died too. actually that was the emotional impactful death in, in this book it was the dodo. why did you <laughs> did take her from her us
0: needed her please anything else we forgot genuinely most of it but
2: I was gonna like I don't remember the little details like the dodo bird but like you know it's the end of the book like I remember the emotional moments I I did forget exact I knew that Daedalus died but I didn't remember exactly how he died and I didn't remember that Nico was involved
1: yeah
2: (laughs) I remember that Nico was like dead and he was like yep and then just died (laughs) i know that he asked for that but i just really forgot that nico was involved
1: yeah i really had thought i was like okay daedalus dies in the battle
2: yeah exactly and
1: and then it just wasn't happening (laughs) and then the battle was over and he was still there and i was like okay
0: (laughs) and Mm -mm. yeah
1: and then it's a little like it's not it's not suicide because he's a robot Who's in a very like, like
2: he did death, so it's sort of just accepting what had been coming for him, but also
1: It's like Rick tries really hard to be like this isn't suicide.
2: Especially since you know he like there was a moment that he hands his sword to Nico and Percy is as the narrator was like. I was a little afraid. Nico was just gonna stab this man, but he didn't. He was just like, "Your time is long come. Goodbye." He was
1: <laughs> it was one of that those. Was scenes, it. it was one of those scenes where Percy was very much like us, and we were like,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: like "This man just gonna kill himself on screen?"
2: Yeah, was
1: It was kind of beautiful. Yeah. I just like this these whole chapters were very cinematic like I'm very excited to see them do them in the tv show
0: me too just like
1: watching Daedalus like watch him like go pale and his skin goes translucent and you see that he's a robot on the inside and then he just like fades away that was like really beautiful slow moment Mm -hmm. and speaking of beautiful slow moments it's time for a break All right, we're back. And this week, the theme is power. Ooh, spooky. Not really spooky. I don't know why that's where I went, but anyways, where did we see power?
0: Hmm. <laughs> this is kind of like a, I can't tell if it's very obvious or like not because um, power with Grover is a funky thing to think about. Because like he is so often discounted, but then we'll see flashes of like, I'm going on a quest to find a God and it's actually going well. It's like, like, he's a lot more powerful than like people give him credit for. And I think Tyson is that way too. And I think partially that's why people have such like an affection for both of them is because like, oh, they're so underestimated. Like, why? And they're also just so kind and humble. Um, but with Grover, it's interesting because I think sometimes he falls for that too. Like he doesn't necessarily think he has that kind of power, especially, you know, post the death of Pan, he doesn't necessarily like, he likely just doesn't think he has anything. He, it's, it it likely affects his self-esteem quite a bit. And then literally so soon after, like the thing that happens with Chiron, it's like, the, the power is still inside you <laughs> you know so i thought that was really cool for him especially because this is a grover stand podcast <laughs> and um it was great to see him find that yeah yeah i think i think we can't
1: talk about grover power with like out talking about pan power and how the whole like transfer of powers moment like wild what an on-the-nose environmental uh metaphor that is like no God or higher power or being can I actually have a little bit of a problem with it now that I think about it a lot because okay no like God is gonna save the environment that's clear we know that that one's a that I think we can all agree
0: yeah (laughs) No,
1: no one's coming from above to save it it's in each and every one of us and that's what I have a little bit of a problem with it's just a very, like, of the time period, reduce, reuse, recycle, putting the ownership of environmentalism on the individuals and not on large corporations.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's, I it's, think When this book was written, they, like, I think the public genuinely didn't know how much corporations were contributing to it. Like, at least from what I can remember as, like, when this book came out, I was, like, a third grader or something. Like, they just, they were, I don't think that it was public information yet, quite how much corporations were contributing to this. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely of the moment to be like, we all need to shower for a little less time, <laughs> like conserve water and start a compost bin and all our problems will be solved. <laughs> like, yeah. it was definitely very under uninformed.
1: Yeah. It's like, obviously, those things are good and important, but it's like, but also, (laughs) like, it was like, wait, but fourth grade me was like, if I don't put this blueberry container in the recycling, the planet will die. (laughs) I killed (laughs) Pam.
0: Yeah. Although there
2: was a little bit of acknowledgement in it in saying in Rachel's dad. Like, there was acknowledgement of, like, large corporations doing something. I don't think it's in the same view as we look at it today. Like, there's, a, it's a much more multifaceted issue than just, like, mean real estate people tear down the forest. Like, it's definitely yeah. more like, oh, even, like, fashion and, um the like, the entire fashion industry and, like, food production, like, that all contributes to it as well. Um, but there was, like, a small acknowledgement through Rachel of, like, this isn't entirely... The individual's problem like there are people like people and companies um contributing to it as well um mm-hmm. but I think that we've come to a place now that like we realize that the individual is not supposed to have pretty much any burden in this <laughs> it's just yeah. like
1: I think it's actually like one of the smartest writing decisions that Rick ever made was to Rachel comes into this story very late yeah. And so the way she fits in is interesting. And she's an outsider on the inside this whole time. And so she has the connections with the mist and stuff. But to put that connection with Grover's story in such a way it was so interesting and smart. I love Rachel, which is such a controversial opinion. But <laughs> Say every... Like- like, Every chapter, I really just enjoy her more. It's it's a really interesting story to be like daughter of big real estate tycoon who's destroying the world, really does care about social activism, environmentalism, and in less of a shallow way than it's often written. Yeah. And Rachel is very much on the street doing what she thinks is a good thing for charities and stuff. She's very selfless. I really like her. Um, and she keeps being more selfless. And I think it's just really interesting that she's being selfless, doing this thing for other people. And then she's put face to face with the pro her problems that haunt her in like this, like way of like, I just watched a God die. I didn't know Greek gods existed two days ago. And it's because of my dad.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Best Rewrite fun.
1: these books from Rachel's perspective.
0: <laughs> Ooh, That would be wild.
1: Pula, yeah, that ooh, would be insane. What's her name? Twilight.
0: Stephanie Meyer.
1: Stephanie Meyer. Pula Stephanie Meyer. Yes, she's re- rewriting the books from Robert Pattinson's perspective.
0: Oh wow, interesting. I didn't read them to begin with, but that's kind of cool.
1: I didn't read any of them, and I never will. But I'm just aware.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's fair.
1: I. If it's clear that I don't even know the name of the character, I said Robert Pattinson. <laughs>
2: So yeah. <laughs> it's Robert, basically the same thing.
1: Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, and there's some vampires and they're racist. Mm-hmm. Uh. Period. Mm-hmm. Period, Queen.
0: Okay.
1: I also think it's interesting that, like, Pan's spirit transfers into them, but like, she's like but more of it went into Grover yeah
2: which is fair
1: i mean which is fair
0: Grover deserves it
1: Grover Grover deserves it Grover deserves it and also he doesn't deserve it in terms of like what a huge burden
0: yeah that's true true
1: he's like he's he's spent his whole life doing what all of these sailors have been trying to do for centuries he succeeds and then now it's his job to tell everyone to tell everyone he's dead, yeah, that's just a lot.
0: The hard thing is like he's gonna have it bad either way because he's either gonna like have that power and then have the burden that comes with it or he's gonna like be trying to look for it in other people and like use it and find it and raise people up and like help people and yeah. Yeah.
1: So now he's an environmental activist, going around being like, "Do you embrace the wild?" It it is like it is very phrased like like petitionary. Like you, when you walk on the street, and someone's like, "Sign this to save the planet; otherwise, you hate the planet."
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Uh, I always sign it
0: because I'm scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: I get. I've been guilted into signing up in signing so many petitions on the street especially if they look nice and so they're like do you care about human rights do you don't think you're a bad person like i don't think i'm a bad person i'll sign your thing.
0: it's also like those things that people post on instagram like you hate dogs if you don't post this thing for a veterinary shelter like what what (laughs) like, <laughs> I don't hate dogs I just don't believe in performative. Like what? Like it's so confusing Yeah
1: That's I guess an interesting question Like, Is this performative activism What Pan is asking people to do? Because he's not actually Because there's no like actual call to action It's just like embrace Pan
0: That's kind of what I was thinking It's I'm- a little culty actually It's pretty culty Because I was thinking- <laughs> it's it's like this song okay my one of my best friends in middle school i love her so dearly but she had a problem with the song a dream is a wish your heart makes from cinderella because she was like you can't just want magic to fix your problems you gotta do it yourself and i'm like you know like i don't necessarily know if that's what they were focused on but like that does apply here you know, like. I like I don't know how I feel about it in the context of Cinderella because like very different situation but like I do think it applies here in the sense of like it's just like ah yes it's inside you period it's not like harness it do these things i am the nature god i can tell you what to do yeah. it's just like ah yes here a piece of me for you
1: <laughs> the yeah. power of environmentalism has been inside you all along, all along. yeah and then we're going to talk Maybe about- Maybe the how real
2: power of environmentalism is the friends we made along the way.
0: I, mean, <laughs> I think you're so right. <laughs>
1: Speaking of the friends we made along the way though, this is the only chapter where we have, I think the only chapter where we just have like all of team, I don't know what to call them. Team Percy feels like giving him too much credit, but it's like our team for for these books I'll call him Team Percy for a lack of a better term.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all... The OGs, you know?
1: The OGs. Okay, I actually like that. The OGs. <laughs> it's the only time we have them all together in the pan chapter. And it was really nice.
0: It was nice.
1: Just Annabeth, Percy, Grover, Tyson, Rachel, all together. Especially really nice because Rick says, fuck Grover after these books.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes me so... I know I'm going to miss him so much. Right? I was never this attached to Grover before, but now I'm like, oh my god. Aw.
1: Are we going to have to do do like a saying goodbye to Grover episode, even though he doesn't even die? Because <laughs> even Tyson gets a little bit. He gets a girlfriend. Actually, Tyson has a great little plot.
0: <laughs> so fun.
1: Alright, where else do we see power?
0: I feel like we covered a lot of it. You yeah, know. like
2: you know, there's the obvious ones of um, the battle <laughs> is definitely a struggle for power. Um, I think it's interesting. What is his name? The one with a bunch of hands. I always forget how to Briarvis. pronounce it. Briar. Briar. Okay. Well, he. I. I. I remember when. <laughs> He, I remember when I his first reading the book, like it was very surprising for him to come back into the story and to find the power that was inside of him all along. Um, especially since I feel like it was such a big arc for Tyson, like you know, sometimes your heroes don't live up to what you think they're gonna be. And then it's like psych, they do. <laughs> it's just really funny. Um yeah, also speaking of powers, why well, was Pan able to give everyone a very specific read? Like what are his powers? <laughs> I thought he was the god of nature. And he, he like ends by giving everyone a really specific read on like what they are and like what they need to work on.
1: It weirdly like speaks to a thing that's a thing in this whole series that's like what are the gods powers?
2: <laughs> what do right. you do?
1: I I don't know. I could not tell you. Not for me to decide.
0: I always feel so strongly about that when I, like, watch anything in, like, I don't know, like, in, like, the MCU or anything that has sort of, like, wild powers. Because I'm, like, this person who the villain wants to kill is just sitting in their house. Like, really just sitting there. I bet the villain could know that and could kill them right now. And they don't. And they have to wait for this like crazy battle or like it gets to a point where like both of them are kind of prepared and like the victim is kind of expecting it and that's when they strike. And I'm like, Voldemort, you had so many options.
1: (laughs) Why does he wait till the end of every school year?
0: Why? Like you could truly just walk in to like, I don't know. You could go somewhere on any day, cause a distraction, kill Harry Potter. Like I, it's so odd to me how like people write powers because it's always like, oh, but we have to wait till it's dramatic and climactic. And I'm like, realistically though, if you were a villain, you want to get someone at the point they least expect it.
1: Yeah. I think that's why it's so hard to write sci-fi and fantasy because when you give people superhuman powers but they still have to act human and you have to fit them into a plot structure that works and you'll understand but even but the the magic systems or set of powers that you introduce don't necessarily work with those plot structures
0: yeah yeah I never have I ever seen like an author have like super, super clear, like, power limitations. and like, why this person can't do this at this time, you know? I'm like, it always just makes me so curious, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel like Rick Riordan balances that pretty well with everyone yeah. but the gods.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: The gods make no sense.
0: Kronos like, does, it. though,
1: I think. Kronos does, though. He makes it, he takes a lot of care to make Kronos makes sense.
0: Yeah, I agree. Very commendable.
1: Very, very commendable.
0: I say, as like a literal college student, I'm like, good job, professional author. Like,
1: <laughs> like 10 out of 10. You did well. Pat on the back.
2: I'm <laughs> so proud of you.
1: <laughs> so proud of you, girly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a very loud That's car that just
2: dropped. Would we mind moving on? Just cut this out, but like I do, I was going to get, I'm getting lunch with my big today and she's picking up at like 3.15. So just going to make sense.
1: I want to yes, make sure I get I, everything. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Oh, thank you. What are our sass moments?
2: I got to find her.
0: Yeah, I got to find my G. Oh,
2: I'm not even close. Mine's the very oh my god, my book almost fell apart again. Mine's the very beginning of chapter 17. Um and it's uh Nico saying, blame the girls for dragging me along. That's the only thing they could agree they could agree on. We needed we needed to help you or you'd mess things up. Nice that they trust me so much.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a so sad good. moment,
0: but also appropriate. Mine was also somewhere near the beginning of 17. I don't know. I kind of have like two in the same like like section of a page. Um, what happened? I asked so many things. Tyson memory. Large snake, large dogs, men with swords. Um, but then we got close to here. Grover was excited. He ran. Then we reached his room. He fell like this. Did he say anything I asked? He said, we're close. Then he hit his head on rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My Yeah. Oh,
1: did you have another one?
0: It was very minor. It's like a couple lines down. Um, it's just like Grover I said wake up uh... <laughs> like, it's literally just like uh with like 12 H's <laughs> I thought it was really good
1: I the only not the only the, the all I really like Didi the dodo bird if, if you haven't noticed but I couldn't decide on a specific moment but I, I did I'll read one of them instead of both of them but, uh Didi, what are you doing? Pan demanded. Are you singing Kumbaya again? Dee looked up innocently and blinked her yellow eyes. Pan sighed, Everybody's a cynic.
0: Mm-hmm. That's funny.
1: 10 out of 10. Not
0: again. Everybody's <laughs> a
1: Rest in peace, Dee the dodo bird.
0: Well, do you- Who are our
1: offerings for this week? I'm going to go
2: ahead and give mine to Rachel. Oh. This is very overwhelming. (laughs) I can imagine this being extremely overwhelming for her. And she did good. She did her job. And as we've mentioned before, she literally watched a god die in part because of her father. That's so awful. True.
1: Yeah.
2: It's like it's not her fault, but like she's a kid and like would definitely take on the weight of that because it's her family just very sad
1: there are a lot of people who deserve an offering this week and i would like to acknowledge that but it's grover (laughs) (laughs) he just did like so well so many times he He succeeded he found pan got a little gift from pan and then he used that gift from pan a full arc
0: (laughs) period yeah i mean you guys covered some two, two good ones. So, I mean, I guess I'll give it to Chiron, right? I think he did very well, and man's almost died. <laughs> so Pretty big. He was brought back to life by a goat screaming. <laughs> well, half goat. Well... Just for the effect.
1: <laughs> I hope, you know, I had to add a whole new road of the spreadsheet to include that.
0: <laughs> Makes an appearance in every book. <laughs> Let me be clear. I don't stand this man anymore. In Lightning Thief, I was like, aw, what a great paternal figure. And then I was like, oh, he's got problems. But I do think he gets a little too much hate. That's just where I lie on Chiron. You know? just,
1: for, just from me.
0: Yeah, you no, know, from like so many people who like read these books, they're like, Chiron sucks. And I'm like, he doesn't okay. actually suck, it's not the so best. me
1: and Neve as well. <laughs> <I'm
0: packing
1: code. laughs> I like, sorry, I forgot to include, it's both of us. All uh, right, who are we voting off the island? I don't know. Oh, I'm going with the Council of Cloven Elders again.
2: Yeah, actually. Can we... I'm going to... Because, like, who else? No, I... Mean, I Crotos' army? Them. Like,
1: they got what's coming to them. They're dead. Yeah. They're all dead.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're buried. I'm going to hop on that train.
1: I know, like, society
0: Grover. Respect Grover or Respect else.
1: Respect Grover or else. <laughs>
0: On that note, I guess, oh, this is really cold and callous, I think. Pan. Whoa. Like you're right and you should say it though. Like, I'm sorry you died. I'm really <laughs> sorry. But like it is so much for Grover to handle.
1: I'm so <laughs> but, like, sorry you're dead. But
0: but you could have given more instructions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep.
1: I do have to acknowledge that Annabeth came close this week. She was so mean.
2: She was really mean. She was mean. But she did good in the battle, so like.
1: Right? That's That was also my reasoning.
0: Yeah.
1: Alrighty, folks. That's all for this week. We are moving to the last chapter of the Battle of the Labyrinth. Next week, we're almost done. How wild! I,
2: oh my god!
1: Did I freeze? Did everyone freeze? Oh, what happened? You're,
0: back now. you're back. Okay.
1: We'll take that from the top. <laughs> all right, folks. That is all for this week. Next week, we're. Finishing up the Battle of the Labyrinth, where we will be discussing...
0: Chapters 19, the council gets cloven, and 20, my birthday party takes a dark turn through the theme of growing up. (laughs) Oh!
2: Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a Patreon and a Redbubble store and a website,
0: www.returntocamp.com. Good
1: night. Next
0: week... Good night! Good night! i are messing up! Yo, what?! <laughs>